Hello, and welcome to Next Generation Behavioral Health. 10-minute tips for modernizing patient care. I'm Dr. Christina Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Julie Kinn. This is the podcast where we talk about how to use health technology to improve patient care. And today we're talking specifically about the role of humor. We have with us Dr. Maggie Baisley. Dr. Baisley has a PhD in clinical psychology from the Uniform Services University of Health Sciences, where she focused her research on humor in relation to stress. She completed her clinical internship at Madigan Army Medical Center and now works with us at the Defense Health Agency's Connected Health Branch. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Baisley. I'm happy to be here. I have a very important question for you. How do you pronounce your alma mater? Because some people say USUS and some people say USUS. Of course, I'm talking about Uniform Services University, the health sciences. What's the right way? I've heard it all the different ways as well, but in my mind, it's USUS. USUS. Although I know people say USUS, and especially when an 06 or higher says USUS, I don't want to correct them. (laughs) <laughs> I've been wondering that for years. Me so too. really, thank you. <laughs> because I've been afraid to say I just usually say it the entire thing, which is uh, <laughs> not, not cool a at half all. hour later. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the reasons we wanted Dr. Baisley to join us is because her dissertation focused on the use of humor in clinical care and as it relates to stress. We were talking about the role of humor in technology. And Maggie, you mentioned that memes are something that providers should know more about. Can you tell us why? Yeah, so with memes, I'm sure a lot of providers have the experience of uh, patients bringing in their phones and showing us things on their phones for whatever reason, even if it's avoidance or, or just interested in connecting with us in another way. Memes are a useful thing to talk about because I don't know how many people actually know what the word memes means. And I think that it could be just a useful start point to talking about humor and understanding a little bit more about what especially our younger patients might be using now. And although I I say younger, but I think memes are pretty widespread at this point. For those providers who may not have ever seen a meme before, can you describe one? I'll go back a little bit. A meme is actually evolutionary concept. It's It's this idea of something just changing and going viral. Anything on the internet that keeps changing is considered a meme, but most commonly what we see as a meme are these pictures that have different captions, and people can caption them in different ways each time they see something or are inspired by something, a a different way to use the picture. Uh, One example of a meme is there's a meme out there called Grumpy Cat, and so people will write grumpy things on this picture of a grumpy-looking cat And it can be recaptioned over and over again and personalized in different ways. So, for example, you could have a picture of Grumpy Cat and the caption could say, forgot my CAC pin three times and had to go reset it, for example. Right. Something like that. I love that you're using the example of Grumpy Cat because that just is one of my favorites. I know that one of the most popular ones on the internet. So another example of a Grumpy Cat one that I think is, I think is pretty funny. So there's a picture of Grumpy Cat and he, he says, if I had said or done anything to hurt you, I don't care. So it's just, <laughs> it's just people being grumpy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of grumpy cats about not having coffee, too, which I'm sure we can all relate to. But what I like about these is that they give you a context for sharing a worldview. And it's a way that people can connect very quickly with others. And I think that's probably why our patients are starting to bring these to us in session because it's a way of saying, here, here, this is how I feel. Here's this grumpy cat with this silly caption, but it it really captured me at a a point in time. Right. Yes. And and one of the coolest things about memes now is that there are a bunch of applications where you can make your own memes and caption pictures of of just funny photos from family members or other weird kind of facial expressions where you can create your own memes and kind of have those go viral and be a little bit more personalized as well. So have you seen the use of memes in therapy? Yes. So I I, mean, I can think of a couple examples of uh, even there's this one meme that's uh, called the Kermit meme. And it says, mm-hmm. it says me and then other me. And so it might say something like, like me doesn't want to eat that whole bag of Doritos. Other me eat the whole thing and the bag, something like that. <laughs> and so I've had patients bring in something like that where they can they can really relate and giggle at this tension that we might have inside of ourselves that actually might be related to a lot of things we talk about in therapy. It's a really quick way of showing the different sides of our own personality and try to express that. I mean, it's such a complicated thing that we have in, within ourselves and for someone to be able to quickly communicate it in this way is, uh, it's it's interesting. And it is the way younger generations are more likely to communicate with each other. So it's important for us as providers to understand the ways that our patients might be communicating and trying to communicate with us. Right. Well, in that meme in particular, what's really striking about it is that it helps destigmatize, you know, for example, binge eating. And the idea that a patient might have found this meme online shows them, hey, someone else is also experiencing this, which is a very powerful feeling. Yes, yes. And I think that it's important to talk about, too, because oftentimes a provider might not know how to respond in the moment, and it could be damaging or othering alienating to the patient if you don't laugh or see the humor in it with them. So I think that being prepared for what might be brought in is helpful. So how would you recommend that our listeners respond if a patient brings in a meme to share or sends an email with a meme? I think it probably depends on the relationship as a lot of things do. I think it's important to follow up, even if it's initial laughing with them, Sometimes it's a way for people to like, I would describe it as like eating something acidic and then smoothing it over with milk afterwards to diffuse the acid. I think that sometimes that could be the function of them sending you a meme to just kind of soften whatever uncomfortable thing is happening, or they just might be wanting to communicate something to you in general. So I think it's important to understand that from their view, why it might be funny or why it might be used, and then potentially work back around to asking them. You know, if you don't find it funny, asking them what what they think might be funny about it or if they use other other types of memes or something like that. I've asked them to just find two memes that they connect with and bring them in. And it's also a good way to just start a conversation, especially if you don't have a lot of time working with someone. That's such a great idea. I'm sure the patients are excited to do that homework as well. Yeah, it's fun homework. I, I could see that working in a group therapy setting, too. Mm. Is there a situation you can think of where you would say, hey, 
let's not communicate in this way or try to get the patient to not use memes. I mean, memes are a very casual way of communicating, and especially when done remotely over email or something or over text, I think it could be a way to to push boundaries a little bit. So I think that there's a cautionary tale there. If patients are bringing in humorous, dark memes, that they might be communicating their distress to friends in that way. And if they're only communicating their distress to friends in that one way, their friends might not be picking up on their actual distress. It might be a way to smokescreen or hide what they're actually feeling. So I think it could be a good diagnostic tool if they're using memes inappropriately to understand how they might be using them outside of the therapeutic relationship. Laughter is the best medicine, but what if I'm a provider and I'm just not funny? I don't know that laughter is the best medicine. And I think it's okay if laughter isn't your best medicine. As providers, we need to be flexible to other people's reasons and functions of using laughter or humor and kind of reach out and meet them where they're at. So I don't think it's important as the provider to be funny with them. I think it's only important to really acknowledge and understand why things are funny to them. Well, thank you so much. You've given us a lot to think about. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today on Next Generation Behavioral Health. Next Generation Behavioral Health is produced by the Defense Health Agency. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And thanks so much for rating us and also checking out the other shows we make. Please connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Military Health.